Light Treason News, everyone. Pop culture, politics, and a sprinkle of treason. I'm joined today by Eric. Oh, that's... Uh, I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> We're both so... Same, buddy. Wow. I, my <laughs> Why are you tired? Uh, my Because I messed up. Because sure. I, I work an overnight job. Mm-hmm. And typically, on my days off, I like to keep the same schedule. Mm-hmm. Because that's one of the most important things you can do sure. for you know for for working odd hours is keep a regular schedule. Your body will adjust as long as you keep a regular schedule. Mm-hmm. And so my days off, uh, I, I just this is uh, I just got I just had two days off, and my first day off, I just I stayed up like all day to like treat yourself. No, it was more <laughs> just like I got to working on stuff for for school, and I yeah. just like I got into it, and the next thing I knew, it was like five in the afternoon. And I was like, I'm fucked. Yeah. And then I just like, I just, for the past two days, I've just been like sleeping for two hours and then getting up and just like being up for a while and then sleeping for two more hours. So are you for sure going to do grad school? I don't know. I don't You're know looking yet. into it? Yeah. I missed the, grad school is very weird and like they have very rigid windows of application. Mm-hmm. Like you have to apply like between like December to February mm-hmm. for the following fall. They only accept fall admission and all this stuff. So I have until next year to apply if I'm right. going to try. So What made you want to go back to school? Well, I never finished my bachelor's degree. Okay. So I was like, well, I already paid all the money for the degree. Sure. <laughs> so Without I was like, any of the benefits? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I paid for a degree and I don't have it. Mm. So, and I only needed two classes to graduate. So I'm finishing my bachelor's oh, degree. Oh, I see. I see. I see. Yes. I'm finishing my bachelor's degree. Gotcha. Because uh, I, I literally had to take two classes. Wait, so. Eric, I have to interrupt. Uh-huh. I completely missed the big announcement. It's our 200th episode. Oh, what? So, That's so many episodes. you don't know this, Eric, but what? we're going to hear from a special guest what? later in the episode. What? Who we ha- someone we haven't heard from in quite a long time. Oh and I'm God. very curious to hear oh what no. she's been up to. But I'll just tease that for the time being. Great. Okay, but okay. that's coming up at the end of the pop culture section. Okay, great. Uh, so, uh, sorry, continue. No, that's, You're that's, exhausted. that's so exciting, yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, and thank you for all the support, you guys. 200. 200 episodes is insane. Blink that's of an lot. eye. Now, admittedly, we used to be a five-day-a-week podcast. Sure. And now so we are a weekly recap podcast. Someone was like, how the hell are you at 200 episodes already? And I was like, oh, the format of the show has changed yes. quite a bit. Right. But thank you uh, to everyone who supports my Patreon, everyone who went to lighttreason.news and smashed that donate button. You're the reason we still do this dang thing. That's so cool. So thank you. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I'm exhausted because I had a midnight show. Uh-huh. So I stayed up way too late making uh, zero audience members laugh. Because I don't know if you know this, in New York City last night, we were under a gale warning. Uh-huh. It was very windy. It was very yeah, cold. The weather was terrible. No one wanted to go out. No. Fair play. Yeah, I mean, uh, it would be bad enough just that. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, okay, also it's a midnight show, which mm-hmm. is already like... Uh, also, okay. it's right on the water. It's right on the water and th- three avenues away from the closest train. Correct. <laughs> so All correct. So In Hell's Kitchen on midnight, which yes. is not the greatest neighborhood to be no. in. Like, yeah, at minimum, you're walking 10 minutes in the weather. Yeah. Uh, so, but it was very fun. We, we performed for each other and made each other giggle. That's fun. Yeah. <coughs> so, but I'm very, very sleepy, but uh-huh. Eric, while we're in the pop culture section, yep. I thought this could be fun. The Oscars are tomorrow. Yes. 
So I have the official Oscar ballot up oh, here. We're gonna pick. We're, we're gonna, gonna pick. pick. Okay. So here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna go through each category, uh, and we're gonna pick who we want to win. Okay. And who we think the Academy will pick. Okay. Okay. All right. Have you been reading all of these Variety interviews with uh, the anonymous? I was just about to say this, the, the Variety interviews are coloring my all of my judgment. It is a bunch of old people who are like, little women confused me. <laughs> Why were there so many women in that movie? And uh, I didn't like Jojo Rabbit. Was it supposed to be funny or make me sad? I've seen, no, I, granted, I've not seen Jojo Rabbit. It's good. But I've seen so many people whose critique of Jojo Rabbit was, uh, Nazis aren't funny. <laughs> it's like, I think that's the whole point of the movie is that they are. And we're we're making fun it's, of them. It's making fun of their thought process, right. which is absurd. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but then also it gets very serious because ultimately uh, the Holocaust was a bad thing. Right. And very very tragic. <laughs> so it it also addresses that as well. But yeah, I all of my I yeah the 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 anonymous ballots that have been going up on Variety Ugh. are basic. I'm basing all of my <coughs> judgments of what's going to win on those. Yeah. Because I I've noticed a trend. And that is uh, that is I, what I'm assuming is going to happen. The Academy member who was like, "I Little Women confused me," <laughs> just laid me out. I, I was like, like, "You were confused. You should not be an Academy member." I feel like I've heard this from multiple people now. It's at this point. not confusing. <laughs> you haven't seen it, right? I have not. Seen Typical it. man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is not confusing at all. I, I have not seen it. I want to see it. I've heard it's so good. Here's a little tip: If Beth the sister is dead, <laughs> it's when they're grown women. If she's still alive, they're still little women. Aren't there like hair changes and stuff? Yes. <laughs> yes. Does Florence have bangs? She's a child. <laughs> Does she have tasteful braids? She's a grown ass woman. And is she in Paris with Timothy Chalamet? <laughs> you fucking idiots. <laughs> anyway, sorry. I'm, I'm not, so yeah, mad. Yeah. So uh, I'm. I, I, I have. I have. You'll notice a trend in my answers about what I think is going to win, and I, it is based on these interviews. I see. Yes. Okay. Same. Yes. As as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's just go for the big one. Great. Best picture. So we got to do what we want to win first. I'm going to read all of the okay the uh, the contestants. That's <laughs> nominees. Not, nominees. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow, that's not the right word. The combatants. <laughs> the gladiators. <laughs> uh, so I'll read everybody, and then we'll pick who we want to win, and okay. then who we think the Academy is going to win. Okay. So it is Ford versus Ferrari, The mm-hmm. Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women. Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Parasite. Okay. Who we want to win? And I'm going to change this to who should win. Is okay. who we want to win. Okay, okay. Okay. Parasite. Parasite. Yeah. Parasite should win, uh-huh. hands down. I watched Mother the other day, and I'm like, is he the greatest living yes. director? Mm-hmm. I think he absolutely yeah. is. Bong. Bong's so good. Okay. Who will win? Once the Upon Academy. a Time in Hollywood. <laughs> I'm going to go 1917. I think after reading those anonymous ballots, I've decided that... I think you might be right. There's nothing that people who live in Hollywood love more than media about what they do for a living. I think that's correct. The only reason I'm saying 1917 is it was released very late. Yes. It generated a ton of buzz yeah. and Sam Mendes is like very respected. And they and it won the what the Golden Globe or it's whatever. It's won all the right awards yeah. leading up to the big one. Yeah, I just like reading those anonymous ballots that have come out, every single one of them is They love it. They love They're jerking like, off I about Hollywood. Hollywood yes, in exactly. the sixties and that's what it looked 
looked like. And I'm like, how are you still alive? Yeah. like I was 30 in the 60s. And I'm like, what <laughs> is happening? They, like, I... Uh, reading all these interviews like it's it just that's the trend that i've noticed is that they love just anything about making movies that's the same thing with marriage story it's like i thought marriage story was good i love we talked about it on the show mm-hmm. i loved marriage story but it's about fucking two like actors and directors like, wealthy they, white people they getting love divorced. just jerking off they want to see themselves on screen yes. which and then they don't understand why other people want diversity in films they're like <laughs> i just want to see myself on the screen and everyone else is like exactly we want to see ourselves on the yeah. screen too and they're like what the hell are you talking about <laughs> like this voice that i've created yeah. for the academy mm-hmm. uh lead actor antonio banderas in pain and glory leonardo dicaprio once upon a time in hollywood adam driver marriage story joaquin phoenix joker jonathan price the two popes i should i should preface by the way all my choices i've not seen all of these movies i've seen a good chunk of them but i not have not seen pain and glory i've seen everything else i have not seen everything else I so who should win or who no who the academy is going to pick right or are we, we saying should first? I think we were going to say should. Should, should okay. or want to. Let me look at this again. I think, honestly, Joaquin Phoenix. I, uh, I disagree strongly with that. Yes. I, 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 I <laughs> either Leo or Jonathan Price. He's pretty spectacular in The Two Popes. Mm. Um, like I said, I did not see it. Who, who will win? Joaquin. I think Joaquin. Joaquin's definitely going to win. He's won all the awards leading up to it. So I think, because we talked about Joker on the show too, I, I am in the camp where I don't, I thought he was great. And I don't think it was a particularly great movie, mm-hmm. but I thought he was good. I've said this before. Most acting is not best acting. He <laughs> right, just yeah, throws that, literally yeah. everything in the toolbox. There's no restraint. It's, mm-hmm. it's just, he's doing everything. I've seen him give... Better performances in other mm-hmm. films. I do think the master. Right. Oh, the, ma- the, the master. master one of the most me, underrated movies of all time. To me, he is doing excellent acting in the master. There are moments where he's showing great restraint, yeah. where you know he could be doing more, but he's not for a specific reason. Yeah. That is really masterful. Uh, Joker, I'm like, yeah, that's a lot. You're doing mm-hmm. a lot. Oh, now you're dancing on the steps. <laughs> so that looks kind of cool. And that's Joker. Lead actress, Cynthia Erivo, uh, Harriet, Scarlett Johansson, Marriage Story, Saoirse Ronan, Little Women, Charlize Theron, Bombshell, Renee Zellweger, Judy. Okay, who should win can from I, that group? This I is, can I say this is the weakest category? This is the weakest category. I have a, I have a controversial opinion on this, I think. Ooh, I okay. think it's controversial. And I should say I didn't see Harriet, but I heard uh, No Bueno. Uh, I think Charlize Theron for Bombshell. I didn't see Bombshell. Uh, I've not seen the whole movie, but I've seen. Oh no! Am I one of those Academy members? Yeah. I'm like, I didn't see any. I didn't uh, see Judy. But I didn't. I didn't. I haven't gone to see it, but I saw clips of the movie. She she's dead on, like doing Megan Kelly. But is that that's best impersonation? I still think that's acting. No, it's not. It's different. I don't. I mean, that's still a talent. Do you ever see uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt play Edward Snowden? Uh, yes. It's a dead-on impersonation. Yes. He sounds just like him. I wouldn't say he's doing great acting in that movie. I think that's a talent, though. It is a talent, but that's not what we're judging. We're judging best acting. What is the difference? What is acting? You're acting well and impersonating (laughs) them. Do you know what I mean? Like, just mimicking them is sort of like, oh, that's cool, but I'm not, like, emotionally invested in anything that's happening right now. You sound just like her. You look just like her. Right. But I'm not, like, transcending anything. Mm. I see the difference, I think. But anyway, I'm so gonna, I'm, I, I'm realizing I shouldn't weigh in on this category because yeah. I haven't seen a lot of these films. But from what I've seen, 
everybody's gonna hate me. Scarlett Johansson should win for Marriage Story. Yeah, I <laughs> that movie got hated on a lot. She acted her little butt off yeah. in that movie. I was like, damn, she's a good actress. I don't like her as a person, and I'm still like, damn, she's a good actress. Yeah. Uh, who will win? Renee Zellweger. You think for so? For Judy. I, I, yeah. That seems to be like what I think a lot of people are predicting. She is adored by the Academy. Mm-hmm. And I will say, she's a lovely fucking woman. Yeah. So I'm sure a lot of people like genuinely love her, and they want to reward her career. Right. Ooh, I heard such a good suggestion from a podcast the other day. To alleviate ourselves of this shit where an actor wins for a movie they don't deserve yes. because they're being re- awarded for their career. For something they didn't win in the past. There should be a separate award for like lifetime achievement. Why don't at they the have Oscars. One? Who the hell knows? But then, so if that takes Renee out, right? right, right. That frees up another slot in that category. Give Renee a fucking Oscar because she's been an amazing actress forever. Yeah, I think that's like, I think that is such a, like, I, it's wild that they don't have one. And that's My sort of how they compensate. Is that it's probably it would be viewed Too as like a participation <laughs> yeah, medal, yeah, yeah, yeah. and people would sort of undervalue it for right, that reason, right, right, which right. is silly because it's like no, we're rewarding you because there were so many other times we should have awarded right, you. Right, right. Uh, anyway, supporting actor Tom Hanks, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, Anthony Hopkins, The Two Popes, Al Pacino, The Irishman, Joe Pesci, The Irishman, Brad Pitt, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I've seen all of these movies. I'm back in the game, baby. <laughs> all right. So who should win for this? I have a quick question Brad about Pitt. this category. Yeah. How is Tom Hanks as Mr. Rogers a supporting actor in A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood? the film's not about him. It's about the journalist who covers him. Oh, so okay. he is a supporting, and he's great. Oh. He's very good. He plays Mister Rogers in a very dark way. Yeah, which is interesting. I see. Um, I great. see. Okay. Okay. Uh, Brad Pitt should win. Yeah, Brad Pitt. Should win. Who will win? I they, think Brad Pitt. Uh, yeah, I think that's I think a good Brad call. Will win. I think he'll probably win. They love having him at these award ceremonies. Yes. He looks so good in his little tux. And he gets up there and he charms the pants off of He's everybody. He's a very charming man. He is. Let's all remember he was abusive in his relationship. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so not great, but you know maybe he's cleaned up. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, he's been winning all the awards and charming everybody. Yeah. So I think he's I'll lining himself win. up to win. Supporting actress, Kathy Bates and Richard Jewell, Laura Dern in Marriage Story, Scarlett Johansson and Jojo Rabbit, Florence Pugh and Little Women, Margot Robbie and Bombshell. Which white woman will we give the <laughs> award to? So who should win that is probably Scarlett Johansson and Jojo Rabbit. I think I think that's both answers. That's what? I think that's both answers. I think that's who will win and who should win. I, so I'm going to go a little different. I'm going to say Scarlett should win. Laura Dern might. Yeah. She's I, such, she's beloved. Yes, she is beloved. And I mean, it's hard not, I mean, she's very captivating every time she's on screen. It just didn't feel like she was doing a lot. Like, she's a very good character in the movie. It just doesn't feel like she's doing a lot other I, than being. Laura Dern. I think she elevated what she was given and she's captivating when yes, she's talking. She's very captivating. Uh, for sure. So she for her might, part in the movie. She might, if, especially if Scarlett wins Best Actress. Right, right. Uh, Laura might clean that one up, I think. Director, Martin Scorsese, The Irishman, Todd Phillips, Joker, Sam Mendes, 1917, Quentin Tarantino, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Bong Joon-ho, Parasite. Who should win? Bong, Bong Joon-ho should win for Parasite. If there is any justice in the universe, which there is not, he should win. Who will win? Sam Mendes. I think Sam Mendes will win. Which also goes back to 
1917 might win Best Picture yeah. as well. I think it'll go, I think they might get director and Best Picture, yeah. and it's going to make a lot of people mad because a lot of people still haven't seen that movie, mm-hmm. and they don't understand the hype. I will say I saw it twice. Mm-hmm. Second time does not hold up as much. It is very gimmicky with the one shot. I think a lot of people's perception of the movie is that, or a lot of people's opinion on the movie is that technical mastery is not a complete movie. And it's not. And I will say George McKay is wonderful in it. And he, again, talking about elevating material that you're given, Mm -hmm. is a wonderful actor. He's a stage actor, so he's doing a lot with very little. And that's the perfect kind of movie for a stage actor. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like talking about being captivating. There's a scene where he's silent, Mm -hmm. and it's just, like, so beautiful. Like, he is doing the most he can. Mm -hmm. But the second time I saw it, once you're used to the sort of like single shotness yeah. of it, it's like, oh, th- w- this is thin. That's this the only real reason thin. I'm, I'm c- that's the only reason I'm kind of because people were bringing that up in those like anonymous ballots where it's like it's a beautiful like mastery of a filmmaking, mm-hmm. but it's not necessarily a great film. I think the majority of people who see it see it once and are really like gobsmacked by it. Right. Because when the first time you see it, you're like, this is fucking, the whole time I was like, this is crazy they did this. Yeah. This yeah. is insane. How mm-hmm. did they do this? Mm-hmm. And I think most Academy members probably felt that way. Yeah. I just like, but also like the past couple of years, like the best pictures have just been really wonky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't know. I feel like the past decade has had like really kind of strange like best picture this was a weird year yeah i feel like i mean the whiteness of this year is just (laughs) out like the fact that nobody got nominated from parasite for acting is a crime Mm -hmm. it's a fucking crime and it like didn't even occur to the academy that that was weird but they're like we gave them director and picture and it's like yeah but like people were acting really well in that film that's an interesting thing about the oscars i've always like kind of wondered about where it's like you could nominate something to be the best picture and have the best director and be like, yeah, but the actors weren't very good. It's like, well, if it's the best picture... That can like, happen, though. That it, can, it can happen. Yeah. It just, But it happens a lot, I think. Where it's like, if it's the best... you know, It's like, if it's the best picture, it, it I should have like good actors in Tarantino it. Tarantino only recently started using very good actors. Yeah. But I think he's a great example of that. Sure. Like, he almost had, like, uh, mumblecore actors right. back yeah, in the day. I guess that's true. Uh, but his films were excellent. Right, right, right. Uh, anyways, we're just going to do the big categories. That's all we're going to fill out for our ballot. Fun. Tune in to the Oscars to see oh what boy. we got right <laughs> and what we got wrong. Um, oh, Eric, on yes. that note, this is so weird because we don't take calls mm-hmm. on this show, but we're getting a call right now. Wow. Uh, <laughs> And even weirder, I'm so sorry to do this. I Uh have to go. Okay. So if you could take this call, I have to take out the recycling real quick. Okay. Yeah, I can. I'm just going to jaunt down to the curb. Um, Frankly, I've always thought I should be the host of the show. Okay, well, calm uh, down. Calm down. I don't know (laughs) if that's true. But I'm going to push some buttons. Okay. Do, 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 do. Okay, bye. Uh, Hello? What? Hello? Oh, 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 no. Is this the show with the girl? It is, but she's not here. Who are you? Who are you? Uh, I'm Who new. Sent you? I'm new. My name's Eric. Hello, Eric. This is, uh, 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 ladies and gentlemen, uh, Jan Brewer. Hello, I'm back. Oh, where? Okay, I say this. Did all you d- miss me? I say this with all due respect. Where have you been, Eric? It's been an ordeal. It's been. Frankly, I can't even remember the last time your name was uttered in public. I can't either. Actually, someone said it recently, which summoned me. What? Okay. And I'm back. 
I was chased from the great state of Arizona. Uh-huh. I was asked to leave by an angry mob. Okay. So I've been uh, in hiding. Angry, oh, wow. Okay. But now I've been watching the news and it's back. Evilness is back. See, I honestly, I I had way worse thoughts about what had possibly happened to you. Can I tell? Can I tell you what I thought happened? What did you think happened? Which is why I was so shocked that you came back. Tell me. Honest to God, I thought when John McCain died, he dragged you to hell with. Him. He tried. <laughs> he tried. Thought, but he was I a thought, weak. He was a weak old man. Yeah. And I pried his fingers loose, and I said, "Not today." Oh my God, that's frightening. Yeah. That is hell frightening. is real. Hell is I real, believe, and the oh, flames oh are my hot. God. Wow. That's. I don't even know what to do with that information. Wow, that's okay. I have so, a message so for you your went, audience. So, so you went to hell, you but you escaped, you came back, you were chased back. out of Arizona by an angry mob, you've been in hiding. But I've, I'm back but with back. a message from our dark lord. Okay. And it's this. President Trump for life. Oh, no. For life. Oh, God. It's Jan. our time. No, no. It's Jan. our Jan. time. You think you're going to have your little election in November. You're not. You're not. Jan, I... What? You can't. Uh, please don't do this. It's too please. late. It's, the uh, wheels are in motion. No, the dark no. forces have been summoned. The Lord rises. The dark Lord rises. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't like that, Jan. I. I gotta be honest. I don't like it. I don't like it. Too bad. I don't. Okay. Tough. Titties. Are Aren't you worried about the angry mob that's looking for you now? Not that I have the dark Lord on my side. I'm more powerful than ever. Oh God. <laughs> You're going to be vice president, aren't you? I am, very much so. Oh, God. And the head of the military. I don't think you... I don't think that's how that works. You don't think that's how it works? I don't think that's how it works. Let me tell you something. What you know could fill a circus tent. That's a lot. (laughs) Hold on. What you don't know could fill a circus tent. I I don't know a lot, I guess. That's what I meant. Yes. I'm going to lead the military? I'm going to be in charge of food and drugs. That means I just get to have all the food and drugs, That's right? not what that position is. Yes, Jan, that's does. not what that's that... That's what it Jan, means. that's not what that cabinet what is. you don't know could <laughs> fill the space shuttle. Space shuttle's not that big. Is it not? I mean, it's pretty big, but it's not... I mean... What you don't know could fill the shed aquarium. Well, it is... Okay, that's a lot. Thank you. That's a lot. That's big. But I, but I know pr- what's big and what's not big. I'm pretty sure... The Food and Drug Administration isn't just people who sit around and eat and do drugs. I disagree. Disagree. Oh, and now that I have the Dark Lord on my side, anything is possible. So you share this message with your little audience. It's over for them, and it's my time. It's you, my time. I'm conflicted. I got to be honest. I'm a little conflicted because it sounds like you have the support of uh, the Dark Lord Satan. Correct. Uh, and you're going to be a part of the government, which ostensibly means if you're going to take over the government, you will be, uh, I assume, disposing of Donald Trump. No, 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 no. I'll be serving Donald Trump. So, okay, so you have the, you have the backing of uh, of Satan himself. Correct. So that you can be the vice president in service Number of two. Donald Trump. Because I still need my me time. Okay. I need some Jan right. time. You need some. You need so some I don't space. want that number one. That's a lot of heat. You take a lot of heat. Yeah, he's. I want. Lo- the, he's I, want in the, the, I want to be in the shadows. Okay, okay. Listen, I gotta get out of here. Well, I gotta. Jan, I gotta be honest. I got a lot to do. When I when when I agreed to host the show, I did not know I'd be talking to you today. It was a huge honor. Thank you for checking in on the show. 
Mm-hmm. I yeah. don't know if you know this. It's 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 Allison's two hundredth episode. Wow, two hundred episodes. And f- and you know it's crazy because you still haven't talked to her. So no, this is this never is been in the same room. Really, never interacted with her. Don't <laughs> care to. Just like to hijack the airwaves for my own propaganda. Well, so I, tell her go fuck herself, okay? I will. Uh, I will, and uh, I look forward to. I guess. Serving uh, the under Dark Lord you, Satan. yes, uh, serving the Dark Lord and Satan me, under and your rule, president for life, Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. All right, everybody, have fun in your little quote unquote election in November. <laughs> Bye, guys. I'm gonna be honest, I did not care for that. That was uh, deeply unpleasant. Ooh, sorry, I'm back, everybody. That where, was cycling, what, man. Where, where did you? We had a lot of boxes. I care about the planet. Hi, everybody. How was it? Who was it? It was Jan Brewer. Really? Jan, I can't even I remember. I thought John McCain dragged her to hell. That's what I thought. Yeah. I, I just assumed, and uh, apparently she escaped, and now. Well, good for her. She has the, uh, you know, I don't know how to say this, but she she's being driven by the Dark Lord Satan himself uh-huh. to, I believe, be Donald Trump's vice president after November. Okay, that's not good for us. It is not good. All right. Sorry, everybody. Good. Sorry to break that news on episode 200. That was a lot. Wow. That was, uh, you know. Uh, but also a good segue. Guys, it's that time of the show. Let's all hold hands and cry. Here's your bad news. This is the bad news. Oh, and by the way, that uh, request for a call from Jan came from Kim, wow. who uh, requested it on my Patreon. So, well, I'm glad thanks, Jan, Kim. I'm glad Jan came through for you. Kim, thank you for putting me in that position, <laughs> Kim. Eric's not okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I guess we got to talk about these Iowa caucus results in the bad news what section. The fuck. What the fuck, guys? This is just a caucus. We haven't even gotten to an election yet, and it's a cluster. You know what? I'll say it. Iowa has too much power. Fuck it. We, we got to stop this. We got to <laughs> stop this. It was so funny how leading up to it, people were like, hey, it's dumb. We give them some. By people, I mean us yeah. screaming mm-hmm. about it on the show. We give Iowa way too much power, right? Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, no, it's fine. And then this happened, and now everyone's like, we have to <laughs> abolish the Iowa caucus. I, I, re- I was talking about this at work uh, the other night after it happened, and we were talking about how, how silly it is that Iowa's first. And we were like, yeah, I we should just get rid of Iowa. <laughs> we should like we shouldn't have them be first. And I was like, yeah, maybe maybe if that happens, like everything won't be like there won't be corn syrup and everything. And people are like, what? <laughs> and like I guess people don't know this, but like a huge reason the the corn subsidies is because Iowa's first in the primaries in the elections. Oh, I didn't know that. That's a huge thing. They have so much lobbying power because they the, the because they're first. Oh my the God, they have rigged the system. Yes, yes, they have so much lobbying. Is power. Iowa evil? <laughs> yeah, yeah everybody I've ever met from Iowa is so nice, but are they? Evil? Well, look, think about it. There's a reason that you know when you look at the you know that that thing you learn as a kid, like there's the man in the middle of the United States. They're the brain. They're the head. Eric, I'm sorry. What are you talking about? You know how there's the thing. The, if you look at a map of the United States, there's like the man in the middle that's like the boot is Louisiana. What the hell are you, you talking about? No, pull up a map immediately. You have the computer. You have a phone. <laughs> I'm not. Oh, actually, yeah. Let me. D- hold on. <laughs> map of U.S. What are you talking about? There's a man. You see a man in the You learned this as map? a child. No, you, so, you learned it as a child. So, I had a normal education. <laughs> what the hell are you talking so, about? So you see like. Louisiana's okay. the boot, okay. and then there's a leg above him. You see a man, and here? then there's a little <laughs> stomach, 
and then I was the head. <laughs> what is the stomach? That. That's the stomach. And then I was the head. And then and then Michigan's a little hat. There's no what are you man. Talking about? There's no man I, here. I need This is the hat? So what is he bowing? This is his torso? No. Uh, so oh uh, sorry, not Michigan. M- Minnesota. Minnesota's the hat. I was the head. This is the <laughs> stomach and the legs. And then the This the is crazy. <laughs> it looks nothing like a man. I need guys, I need people to back me up and tweet at if, us if you were taught this it was by a <laughs> lunatic who saw a man in the map of the united states there are just it's almost a rectangle straight down mm-hmm. there's no oh, i'm so mad this is a thing i'm so i'm mad. telling you people learn this, this is why we have the worst goddamn education system in the world there's a man right. guys i seriously i need people to write in so that allison eric. doesn't think i'm insane don't support eric's sick little <laughs> fantasy how the hell did we start talking about this because oh. they're the brains they're the head oh okay I they're see, the head I see. they're the brains they so figured it out yeah, I'm sure you all have been following the madness, but long story short, there was an app that I was was using in the counting of the caucus results. They're using it to report the results. So ostensibly, they have the caucuses all over the state, yeah, and they write them on paper. And then I guess in years past, what would happen is the precinct captain would just call into the Democratic Party headquarters and be like, "Hey, these are these are the results." Seems like a fine system. Yes. Uh, and then so this year they were like, "Ooh, we're gonna get with the times." Silicon Valley, baby, yeah, we're gonna design an app. And so this group called Shadow, because <laughs> they were like, "Let's just name it nefariously as possible." Shadow. What if we call ourselves blood sucker? It reminds me of like any any sort of like Pixar or Disney movie where the bad guy yeah. is always like <laughs> polluters incorporated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so they designed this dumb fucking app that surprise, surprise, doesn't fucking work. <laughs> and it's just mayhem. Mayhem. And it took forever to count the results. Do we have a hundred percent yet? It was like ninety nine point so something percent. Supposedly we have a hundred percent now. And but I but then now after they got all the like records in, now people are finding mistakes in the reported of course, records. Of course they are. And so as of right now, the official count, Pete Buttigieg is up by like 0.1%, but Bernie Sanders got more votes. Yeah, I think Buttigieg is up by 0.1% of the state, of the, the state delegate uh, equivalents. Mm-hmm. But then... Bernie had like 6,000 more popular votes. This shit of you win the popular vote, but you lose the election has to go. Here's my thing, too, is that like the Democrats are the ones complaining about the Electoral College in the national election. So you can't complain about the Electoral College in the national election and turn around and have an Electoral College for your state. Right, right. Like, you need to figure it out. You we need could at least get rid of it for Iowa, right? <laughs> we could literally just get rid of Iowa. <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, we're not calling for getting rid of Iowa. I, I know it sounds like we're calling for getting rid of all I, look, of Iowa. I'm just saying that you should have no say in the political process. Sure. That's it. You can have a caucus. We're just not going to listen to the results. Sure. You can. I mean, you can show up. You can have your little caucus. You can do whatever you want. It is then- very weird that you have this amount of disproportionate power <laughs> it's very strange so yeah people judge immediately claimed victory claimed victory that night which is with insane zero percent reporting fully insane uh he's also surging in new hampshire right now although bernie sanders because is of still all the press where he was saying he won iowa yeah, yeah, yeah. like it's that's like i mean crazy look. but it also is the first time where i'm like is people judge gonna win <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> Is he gonna fucking win? Oh my god! I will 
dedicate the next year of my life to ruining Pete Buttigieg. <laughs> I think Trump could destroy Pete Buttigieg. Yes. Absolutely. Did you see how insane everybody went when he called him uh, fucking what's-his-face from Mad Magazine? No. Uh, he There was some, this was months ago, but but uh, what, what's that dude's name? Um, the, the mascot. The main guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but Trump just like, just like in the middle of a speech was like, oh, and a uh, little what's his face and, and called him the guy from, uh, yeah. from Mad, Mad Magazine They're and everybody like, like yeah. Ah, yeah, he does look like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. it was just like, it was just like, it, he's just going to own him. Yeah, like for sure. And Pete can't handle it. He's and nobody is excited about Pete Buttigieg. No, I don't know. Have you ever met a Pete Buttigieg fan and been like, why do you like him? Actually, yes. Okay. Uh, I actually... I'm very curious. I have a, <laughs> I know somebody that works for his campaign. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> but I haven't been able to ask them, like, oh. I haven't been able to like directly be like, what is your deal? <laughs> I, next time you see them or talk to them, be like, why does he excite you as a candidate? I think what it is, here's my, my guess based on people that I know that are uh, the, the one person I know personally that's, that works for the campaign. And then other people that are like the people I've seen on Twitter that are like Buttigieg fans. It's that I think Buttigieg is the, this is going to sound strange, but Buttigieg is sort of the Obama candidate mm-hmm. where it's like he's got some lefty views, some, but he's also the he's also establishment enough mm-hmm. and, and young and like the he's the technocrat mm-hmm. of like the upper middle class mm-hmm. Democrats, because there is I don't think a lot of people, especially if you're like on Twitter a lot. I don't think a lot of I don't think a lot of like new lefties or people that are involved with DSA or whatever like necessarily understand that like a big portion of the Democratic Party is like you know they're just like upper class technocrats that like want gay marriage mm-hmm. like they're capitalists they're tech people they're like these like very basically basically Republicans mm-hmm. but they just want gay marriage mm-hmm. like that's a big part of like the democratic party Mm -hmm. and then there's the more radical wing which is like the bernie so like to me hearing that that that's like a strategy explanation like he'll appeal i'm talking about the people who are like at his rallies screaming i'm like what excites those people about pete Buttigieg? i kind of wonder if yeah i mean i just think it's like that's like there's a lot of people that just have like hard-ons for like compromise and like you know what i mean for like i think politics. Like maybe sanity they like see it as sanity yeah. like oh you'll, re- you'll you remember, restore sanity the, the do you process. remember do you remember john stewart's rally to restore sanity yeah it's those people yeah it's those people <laughs> that the, it's those are the people that are voting for people to judge yeah yeah yeah. everybody's <laughs> crazy but me <laughs> <laughs> it's just like oh yeah he gets it he he worked in business and he's you know he's been a mayor and it's like cares who fucking gives a shit uh so yeah do you want to say anything else about iowa (sighs) just get your shit together what's (laughs) going on it can't be it can't possibly be that hard we we have to get off this topic because i can't unknow that you see a man in the middle of the united states (laughs) all right let's talk about uh trump being acquitted by the senate (laughs) and then like the next day, Alexander Vidman gets escorted out of the White House. <laughs> I mean, we knew it was all coming, right? Like he testified against the president. And they were like, Get, "Pack your things." I'm pack not gonna lie. Things. There's a part of me that's sort of like, "This is awesome to watch." Like not awesome. Like not awesome. Like great, but uh-huh. like awesome in the like, I can't believe this is actually happening. It's cartoonish. This Every, is like we're in a cartoon. This is like literally House of Cards. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just like, oh yeah, I got acquitted. You're. Yeah, you have to go. 
Yeah, you like testify. literally like perp walking people yeah, out of the yeah, White yeah, yeah. House. So if you if you missed his testimony, he was one of uh, he's um, what was his official role? He's a lieutenant lieutenant colonel, uh, a Ukraine expert from the National Security Council. Right. Uh, he he testified about the whole Ukraine shit show to the Senate. It gave very damning testimony. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a good. Uh, testimony, very interesting to watch. But yeah, as soon as uh, Trump was acquitted by the Senate, it was like, well, this guy is going to... Yeah, you're gone. He's gone. Uh, which sucks. Because <laughs> <laughs> you did the right thing right. and you're getting punished. And Trump's not getting punished and he's the guy who did the wrong thing. Yeah, I mean, th- that was very obvious that that was going to happen. Yes. It is a little like, he didn't waste a, a second. Nope. And then he did his weird fucking State of the Union address. <laughs> Do you watch it? I didn't yeah, watch it. I did watch okay, it, so yeah. you can speak more to the like the tone. I refuse to watch his dumb propaganda speeches. Yeah. But this I've heard from many people was the weirdest State of the Union. Propaganda speeches is a good word for it because I think this is the most. This was the b- biggest display of the fact that like. He's a television host. Yeah. And I will say if you it's hard to parse these things, but like it had a television esque quality to it. And let me say, like, the State of the Union is always a propaganda speech. Yes. So yes. I don't want to say like that's unusual. Trump has just taken everything to its absurd conclusion. He is a showman. And I yeah. think if you and and, and it's uh, he's the kind of guy where if you agree with them, you thought it was awesome. You sure. know what I mean? It's like it's watching like, wrestling or something. Yeah. yeah. And if you hate them, you think we live in a fascist state, which we do. Right. Uh, but, uh, but like, but you know what I mean? It's like one of those things that like he elevated the state of the union to like this like very like it was a show. Right. Normally it's like, okay, I don't, I got to listen to the president talk about the country, I guess, for two hours, and they're going to keep standing up and clapping every sentence. And he gives the Presidential Medal of Freedom to Rush Limbaugh? Yeah, yeah, that was wild. That was wild. Mm. That is the one thing I think was like, that was like uncanny valley shit. Like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. The other stuff was just showman stuff, because all presidents do this. Barack Obama used to bring, you know, all, you bring people on that your administration administration has helped in some way, you know, mm-hmm. and you highlight like, oh, these are the people we're fighting for, blah, blah, blah. You know, you bring immigrant. Like, if But I will Obama. say, like, it was interesting that he awarded the Medal of Freedom to a guy who is like the grandfather of conspiracy radio. Yes. And without that culture, Trump would not exist as president. You know what I was thinking about when it happened was because I, <laughs> I'm the like, you know, the 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 type of uh, lefty that everybody uh, on the right hates. Where as soon as Rush Limbaugh was diagnosed with cancer, I was like, good. I hope he dies. And I hope he suffers. I um, mean, here's the thing: <laughs> you don't get to spend your career fighting against people having access to affordable health care and then get to have us feel sorry for you right. like you how many people died because of you and your dumb fucking friends yeah exactly yeah but i what i was thinking about when he was given the medal of freedom to rush what i mean other than like blind rage was i here's the thing about trump and, and i think he gets the modern day politics and i think this is why he won and why yeah. he's I think is why he's liable to win in 2020 
is because the Democrats are are always playing nice. Mm -hmm. They're always playing nice. And Trump gets it. He's like, no, this is a power game. And I'm gonna like I'm in the I'm in the White House. I'm gonna give the Medal of Freedom to the guy that you hate that has basically turned all of these people into Republicans, you know. Um, you know, this Rush Limbaugh has a huge audience and he turns people into like, um, like awful, disgusting people. And, and Trump gets that this is a power game. This is, we're not playing nice. We're not working together. I won, you lost. So mm-hmm. I'm going to do that. And that's one of the reasons why I support Bernie is because Bernie is not the play nice both sides guy. Um, I wanted to get your take if you haven't read it yet. There's a piece in Politico called An Unsettling New Theory, There Is No Swing Voter. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really interesting. It, it's an interview with Rachel Bickhofer, okay. who is, is like one of the people who's criticizing like Nate Silver and mm-hmm. all of those guys who are like crunching numbers and, yeah. and talking about this theoretical swing voter. So her theory is that the Democrats will win in 2020, and it's not because they're going to woo more swing voters. Uh-huh. It's just about m- uh, like motivated voting pools and who shows up. That's I agree with that 100%. Yeah, so it's really, really interesting because if that's true, then every cable news uh, network is covering politics wrong. Yeah. I've always wondered this. I've wondered this since I've been old enough to vote. You should read it. You this is like nerd candy. Back in like 2004 during the Kerry Bush election, mm. I even then when I first that was like my first uh that was the first um election I was eligible to vote in. And I remember even then just being like and I was like a democrat then. I wasn't even like a lefty or anything. I was mm. like a democrat, but it was just like I remember being like, how is it how is it possible that you could not agree with one of these sides? Mm. It's like when it comes to gay marriage, either you're for it or you're against it. There's and, no middle ground. And on she that does shit. acknowledge like there are people who voted for Obama and then turned around and voted for Trump. Sure. They do exist, but statistically devoting as much attention to them as we do is absurd. Yeah. Um, and ultimately doesn't matter. So her opinion is that the Democrats will win in twenty twenty just because Trump, like the people who supported Trump, are less enthusiastic. I, uh, yeah, I like that theory a lot because it's it, that that is the biggest thing. It's not trying to woo people to your side. It's trying to get the people who are not voting. The biggest voting block in the country by far, and this there are numbers back this up. The absolute largest voting block are non-voters. Mm-hmm. They the people that stay home represent the majority of people in the country. Right, and so which is you, wild to think about. Yeah, like you have to like it's it's wild. Like yeah, like anytime you look at the election results, you're like this adds up to like what like like. 80 million people yeah. you know what i mean like it's nothing yeah you know and so it's like yeah it is like the, the vast majority of people just don't vote they just don't they just don't even go we so sh- you, yeah you i mean the fact that people. we don't have a national holiday for <laughs> voting insane. is insane but anyway um that's great I'm uh, my issue with this kind of analysis though is always like but the republicans could just steal it yeah. Like this sure. is true. The Democrats could get more votes again. Like right. Hillary Clinton got more votes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't fucking matter. Right. Um so that's always my issue with this. I kind think that's of a, I analysis. think I think the anal- the theory is good. I don't know about the analysis of Democrats will win. Yeah. I, would, I would never say that. I think the, the when I read the that, theory, I was like, oh, God, just like don't even put it out there. Right. The theory analysis I think is yeah. good. And yeah. I also I will say uh, you're talking about Nate Silver and number crunchers. The only good number cruncher is Steve Kornacki. I stand for Steve Kornacki. Oh, God. <laughs> I can't handle him. 
he is just <laughs> you ever see somebody who's like two in their element it's like <laughs> gross gross look at this guy that guy's living his best life so i'll leave it up to you what you want to talk about last do you want to talk about bloomberg anti-vaxxers global warming or uh harvey weinstein <laughs> <laughs> jesus yeah, i know we're uh, the bad news section guys uh woo. uh let's talk about bloomberg okay just because he so uh, yeah uh, let's talk about Bloomberg paying influencers to <laughs> say nice things about him. So the Bloomberg campaign has quietly begun a campaign on Tribe, a branded content marketplace oh my God. that connects social media influencers with the brands that, that want to advertise to their followers to pitch influencers on creating content highlighting why they love the former New York City mayor for a price. Can for a fixed $150 fee... The Bloomberg campaign is pitching micro-influencers, someone who has from 1,000 to 100,000 followers in industry parlance, to create original content that tells us why Mike Bloomberg is the electable candidate who can rise above the fray, work across the aisle, so all Americans feel heard and respected. Why haven't they offered me money? Give me fucking money. <laughs> what if all they of a probably sudden, looked at your Twitter and were like, nope, no thanks. What if all of a sudden you just saw aggressively pro Mike <laughs> Bloomberg <laughs> tweets from me? And I'm like, I'm getting paid, bitch. <laughs> I, every, every single word that you just read is like Gross. anathema to my human, my being. That's how I feel watching Steve Kornacki. <laughs> what you're feeling right now is how I feel. I just, ever I, my, my, I can feel my body just like <laughs> rejecting just it. getting smaller. <laughs> every time somebody talks about influencers and brands, I'm like, I just can't, I can't <laughs> deal with any of that. And just now that they're doing it on a like electoral level, I, I need Bloomberg to like, I need Bloomberg and Steyer both to like just dump like $500 million in this election and then lose terribly. Did Steyer have something in his uh, teeth the last debate or something? I don't know. Sorry. That was so random. I just saw somebody tweet like. That's funny. I don't know. Does he have something in his teeth? Probably. (laughs) The Steyer thing's so funny because he keeps just trying to be best friends with Bernie Sanders for some reason. Like, I'm the good billionaire. Me. I'm the good one. And like Bernie's keeps me like get away from me me. (laughs) what are you doing get out of here uh Uh, and then bloomberg is just the my only worry is that i think i it's not likely by any stretch of the imagination i do think there is a slight possibility that bloomberg could be seen as the like if things start going to bernie yep a lot of people that don't are not that far they're not that radical the people i was talking about earlier the like basically republican except they like gay marriage democrats like could swing to a bloomberg yeah i see because of the war chest i think he's gonna gain momentum yeah i think i i do see a path where he could become the anti-bernie like we don't want bernie we're gonna go with this guy who has money to fight trump and is saying like enough of the right progressive things yes. yeah to make him palatable yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah. and just like i do think there's probably a lot of people that are like oh well he has more money than trump so he can like dunk on trump and like you know that look, kind of stuff did he have a custom uh did he have a, a bathtub custom made for him in france <laughs> yes he did did it cost like what was it eleven thousand uh, dollars yeah, something like that yes okay i will say there was one burn that Bloomberg got in that I thought was funny mm-hmm. where s- some reporter was asking him something and some reporter was asking about his campaign and was like, you know, d- how do you think the American people will react to like, you know, 
if if you got the nomination and like two billionaires were fighting and he goes two billionaires who's the other one (laughs) (laughs) i did see that good one and i was like i roll are we really going to talk about uh how much money we both have he's I, I don't know. But the I, only reason I liked it is I was like, that would drive Trump insane. Oh my God. Insane. He would that. lose his it, mind. That's like the one thing that like really upsets him when you're like, you're not a fucking billionaire. That was his <laughs> that was his stipulation when he was on SNL. Yeah, that they couldn't talk about they, it. They they were not allowed to talk about it. So his money. anytime you can like hit that, it's yeah. just gonna drive him insane. Um but uh I can't remember if I said this on the show or if I was talking to somebody else, but it like somebody like He's the ninth richest man in the world. Yeah. Which I didn't even put together. I knew he was obviously a billionaire. He's At like a very time, wealthy. he was the ninth, maybe it was a different ranking, but he was the ninth richest man in the world and had like a private army in the NYPD. Right. Yeah. And so it was like, and so now it's like, I don't think people put that together enough that like, yeah. like everybody knows he's wealthy. Obviously, he's a billionaire, but it's like, no, no, this is like, He's top 10 in the world. Yeah. He's like the top, he's the ninth richest person in the whole world. Like, yeah. That's crazy. So the optics of the ninth richest man in the world with his private army. Right. And the NYPD is so militarized. Yes. Crushing Occupy Wall Street. Right. Right. <laughs> was um, intense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just like, I, I don't know. I, I think like, I, but I do see a path where I don't think it's likely probably not going to happen, but I do see a path where that could be a, become a possibility because he's not getting in until... Like right now, it's his results are kind of skewed because he's not in any of the early primaries. He's not, I don't even think, eligible until Super Tuesday or something. Mm. So, like, we don't, we kind of know polling, but we don't know how he's going to do in the actual results until Super Tuesday because right. he's not on any of the ballots. So, right, right. I do see, like, if Sanders picks up a bunch of momentum, I do, see, I, there's a path where a bunch of people could swing to him and be like, we want, you know, we need a, a moderator or whatever, right. which would, uh, drive me insane yeah well be prepared to go nutty <laughs> guys on that note that's enough of the bad let's all hold hands and cry here's your good what no <laughs> enough of the bad uh-huh let's all jump up and down is that it i think so what how do i usually go into this bad news is let's all hold hands and cry yeah that's enough of the bad it's time for the good let's all have i been saying let's all jump up and down (laughs) for 200 episodes eric is that how i go into the good news section we could cry with laughter oh my god (laughs) i guess jump up and down like an (laughs) idiot here's your good news wild that you can do something 200 times and then all of a sudden be like how do i do this yeah i've done that a couple times with you uh, doing the intro to the show Uh i've been like what the fuck is the intro to this i do that that happens to me at jobs a lot i'll be at a job for a long time and then just like one One day day. just be like what what is this brains are weird yeah so guys i'm gonna be a hundred percent honest with all of you Uh uh-huh Finding good news this week was rough. It's been a bad week. It's been, first of all, it's felt like a whole year in Uh a single week. Yes. uh, And it's been a lot of bad. So I was just looking for little moments of joy. And one that is very, very fun is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez went on, um, oh my God, uh, Jesus and Mero. Yes. It was very, very funny. Friend of the show, Josh Gondelman writes Josh for them. Josh Gondelman. One of the funniest people. Alive. And uh, uh, Z-Way, too. 
Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. cool. I that's awesome. Yeah, um, they are both great, very funny, very talented, and the show's great too. And yes. AOC, I will say, is she's just so fucking charismatic and likable. Yeah. Um, and she was great on it. She talked about uh, she got a lot of heat because she said that Washington D.C. doesn't have good uh, breakfast sandwiches. And a lot of people got very offended, and she she clarified she meant the capital, like around the capital, not yeah. all of Washington. No, DC. I mean of course she means like the the political part of Washington. Yeah, DC. And, and of course that makes sense because it's run by psychopaths who probably don't <laughs> eat breakfast. And she was like, she misses her bodega sandwiches, you know, where you could go in the morning and get a cup of coffee and a, like a nice warm sandwich. She misses that experience. I feel like most people in like that work at the capital, like that work in like political DC, eat like exactly like three boiled eggs for breakfast or some <laughs> yeah. bullshit. Like, no salt. Just some like, disgusting they don't chew, like, they just psychopath swallow breakfast. It. Yeah, they just like, swallow just a whole some egg. Some insane like, sicko breakfast. Yeah. Like. And they go... <laughs> yeah. Sorry, everybody. Sorry. <laughs> oh, no. Sorry. Oh, no. Sorry. Uh, but anyway, so they, they did a... Um, same episode, I think. They do a man on the street segment where they're talking about the Oscars. Mm-hmm. And uh, they are like berating people for not seeing (laughs) certain films and this one guy uh is just like you don't fuck with little women you gotta fuck with little women (laughs) it's so good it's so funny um but yeah the whole episode's really great go check it out also just watch daisus and mara it's a very very good it's very good and they roast her a lot for not they roast her for not putting ketchup and mayonnaise on the bacon egg and cheese which is a very hotly debated topic um, in, in New York, yeah, it what, is. What you get on your sandwich, very, very. Debated. How do you? Which side do you come down on? I like. I'm a condiment guy. Yeah, I like too. condiments. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a big condiment person. I don't eat any of the things in question. No. Bacon. I don't eat the actual egg sandwich or but cheese. In general, I will say, when I did eat those things, you gotta, you gotta put shit. I there. like condiments. I'm a condiment guy. Me too. Um. So, oh, I mean, this is a compliment. And it's going to sound like I'm throwing shade. <laughs> I can't believe Jesus and Mero is doing as well as they are on Showtime. I'm very shocked about it as well. Because it's a premium channel. Yeah. So it ain't cheap. Right. And I mean, people our age, like very rarely, like we share passwords and stuff. Right. But the fact that they're like killing it, I'm like, that's amazing. And I think it's just a testament to the quality of the writing and them. Like they had a big following mm-hmm. that followed them. Yeah. Over to Showtime, and they're just so charismatic and funny. I was very shocked when they got a Showtime show, not because they don't deserve it, just because it was like uh, the show felt. I mean, obviously, it's not like a New York centric show, but they are two like very like New York guys. New York guys. Yeah. They talk about New York yeah. and New York life. Like they're very big in New York, obviously. And so I was, but I was very shocked when they got this huge like national like premium channel show, and then it's doing well, which is yeah. so great. I think and they then, were really smart who they hired as writers on that yeah. show. And I think it just speaks to like how charismatic they are as people where it's like we can, everyone will listen to us talk. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're so watchable and so charismatic. Yeah. I mean, whoever gave them a show fucking nailed it. Cause like at first I was just like, you know, like we have Sam B we have, I feel like we have daily show. We have like, do we need another? I was like, what, like, hole are they gonna fill right, and then i right. when i saw it i was like oh totally yeah, yeah i i get it yeah, i get it so good um but yeah so i'm counting that as a good news great yeah i mean it's i i will say this too like i think that i had my doubt i i'm trying to think i i there's a very big trend of people that are sort of radical when they get elected to congress and they become Congress people 
they really get ingrained into the culture in DC and very quickly give up everything that got them elected. And that person is AOC. <laughs> Just kidding. She's the opposite. I think that's, <laughs> I've been very pleasantly surprised that she is sort of like, not only hasn't given into that, but is also like very confidently not that. Yes. Is like very open about what she believes in and fights for it. And she doesn't shy away from Unswayed, the press. like Absolutely. She's uh, she's a fighter. Yeah. And she like, even watching the the episode with Daisy Zumero, like I was struck by how like, just how like confident she is being out in the open and being like, this is who I am. Yeah. I'm from, I'm from New York. I love being in New York. She's like bartender. She mixes them a drink. Yeah. yeah it's just yeah. like, she's very confident in who she is. And she took that to DC and was like, fuck all y'all. Like, I, I I'm think not going to give into this either. I think it helps, obviously, that she grew up poor. Yes. Um, and that she worked like a like a labor intensive job. <laughs> right. Um, but also that she's so young. Yeah. I think keeps her in touch with. And by so young, I mean she's not like super young. No, but for like she's a millennial. Politicians. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She's very young for Washington D.C. <laughs> and it, like I think it helps that she's a millennial and like she understands mm-hmm. how young people think and what they're actually dealing with. And right. yeah, one of the great joys of of my life it was watching. F- follow me here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the first part of the sentence doesn't sound good. Right. The first the we get the. There was the midterm Tea Party wave election in yeah. 2010, and immediately all those people got in and were immediately like, fuck the Tea Party. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're establishment Republicans now. Yeah, and they yeah. just like completely turned their Sold backs. Them out. And everybody was like, what happened? And it just collapsed. Yeah. And that was like, yeah, you fucking idiots. <laughs> like, like, that, like, every one of them to like a fault was just like, oh, well, now that we're here. Fuck I guess uh, they're paying us a bunch of money, we'll so we're gonna ours. be like, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it was just like, yeah, that's what happens when you hire like selfish, like your when your your platform pul- is selfishness. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So you get into power and you're <laughs> selfish, and everyone's like, what? <laughs> right. And and we've had, even though we haven't had as many successes in that arena of getting people elected, mm-hmm. there have been a few, and there, you know, we have a few in Congress now, which is like they're great and they're steadfast in their ideals. And also I think mostly like women, <laughs> mostly women and like of color, the hate is like making them stronger. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, that, that's the thing. And I'm so glad they ascended at the same time. Cause they have a support system in each yes. other. Yeah. Uh, and I, they have additional support of millions of people, obviously, right, but right, like right. It, it, it's so valuable to work with somebody on a day in day out basis yeah. who shares your values, who has your back, who is fearless, who is like so fucking tough. Yeah. Um, I'm sure they find strength in each other. Yeah, I think having those having friends <laughs> to yeah. back you up is yeah like, weird. Humans need friends, right? Who and like, knew? And and being able to sort of like giving each other the strength to be like, no, I'm not backing down. Yeah. And in fact, it's only making me fight harder for this. I think so that's so a good segue into what I wanted to talk about, which is people running against establishment hacks. Uh huh. So there is currently a woman whose name you should know because she's uh, running against Susan Collins. Oh, good. Uh, oh so Sarah Gideon is a 47-year-old mother of three from Rhode Island who started out in politics by running for town council in Freeport a town with a number of very good outlet malls. I'm reading for, from <laughs> Jezebel. Since joining the main house eight years ago, Gideon has sponsored bills to expand access to abortion and supported the state's uphill battle to expand Medicaid. She's making healthcare a central issue of her, her campaign right next to absolutely wasting Susan Collins. <laughs> In fact, Gideon became the first 2020 setting candidate to collect enough signatures to qualify for the ballot a few days ago. She also happens to own a Jean 
jacket. Wow. And it's very important you all know that, which as a voter, again, this I'm reading from Jezebel, uh-huh. I tend to consider a sign of pragmatism and humility. Yeah. I think that's right, actually. I th- I believe, yeah. I do think that's right. Yeah, yeah. In any case, she's not Susan fucking Collins. Literally, that's her best quality. Yep. No, I'm just, uh, <laughs> But no, that's that's great. I think, yeah. I, I Run against these fucking fossils. Well, that's what AOC did. Yeah. It's like. Get them yeah, the fuck out. Yeah, okay. She primarily a Democrat, like an old school, like Queens Machine Democrat. I was just like, get the fuck out of here. Bye, bitch. Yeah. Bye-bye. And I think like. The, I weirdly have been like having thoughts about trying to work in politics recently mm. and like stuff like that makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We love an insurgent campaign. Mm-hmm. We love it. Oh guys, we are over time. Uh-oh. Please follow Eric on Twitter at E R E K underscore Smith. Please tweet me <sighs> if you learned about the man in the middle of the United no, States. Here's what I want people to do. <laughs> I want you to draw the man so I can see it on the map because <laughs> i can't see what eric's talking about and i think something's eating his brain i don't want to blow your mind but there's an even more complicated version of it where the man is holding a tray of chicken if you draw <laughs> that i will retweet it that's my commitment to you what is eric talking about is there a parasite in his brain <laughs> is bong Joon ho in your brain <laughs> right, maybe gnawing away who knows uh, guys, please remind me what my segue is into the good <laughs> news section because I couldn't remember it. Have I been telling you to jump up and down? That doesn't. That, that can't feels possibly insane. be right. That feels like if I've been doing that for 200 episodes, I'm an insane person. <laughs> wow. And you've been listening to the show for 200 episodes. So thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks for the support. If you like the show, you know what to do. Go to lighttreason.news, smash that donate button, or sign up at my Patreon, patreon.com slash Alice and Kilkenny. That's where you can leave uh, requests like the one Kim had today where she wanted to hear from Jan Brewer. Yeah, thanks, Kim. <laughs> now I'm not going to be able to sleep. <laughs> uh, and guys, thanks so much for listening. And while you're at it, get out there and cause a little trouble. <laughs> <laughs>